Welcome to the View from the Three podcast. Welcome to the uh, the Views from the Free podcast. I'm Aaron, alongside me, obviously got my two brothers, Michael and Jordan. And today we're going to be talking about relationships. Yeah, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is our perspectives on relationships. So we are three brothers, three different ages, and we've had three different experiences with relationships. So um, let's start with you, Aaron. What's your experience been? Null and void. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jordan, what's your experience? (laughs) I've had... uh, Well, Aaron's had... Yeah, Aaron's had no experience. I've had medium-term relationships up to this point. Two-year man, they call you, don't they? Throughout my tour, that's what you, that's what you call me. don't want no two-year man. <laughs> up to this point. I spent a lot of my, uh, well, younger years, and a lot of my 20s, doing what I thought I should do without realising that it's actually work that goes into relationships and you have to actually like each other. I've had ups and downs in that, in that, from that point of view. I'm in a relationship now. I'm very happy. I've had a... A mixed bag, essentially. What about you? Well, I think mine's probably been... Yeah. That's Aaron's one joke for the week. Um, um, yeah, mine's been the most interesting, I guess, because I was in a relationship from 17. I think it was, um, until I was 31. And for about two years of that relationship, it was uh, it was good. But the, the weird thing was that the external perception of the relationship didn't quite marry up to the internal uh, reality of the relationship. So, yeah, I've um, I, I definitely had the, as the oldest, had the longest relationship, was married uh, as Aaron said uh got divorced um and then after that I kind of changed my perception of relationships because i was like i said i kind of had the dream i had you know um an attractive wife a house nice cars and that was what most people see as like what they want in relationships and i think it probably shaped well jordan you certainly like how you perceived relationships yeah I think it's difficult I've I've said to you before like when I was younger obviously we come from a broken home boohoo um so when (laughs) when I was younger my only intention was to get in a relationship get married that's it done thinking it was that simple I saw obviously what you did um and like you say the external perception was that it was a great relationship you got on really well all be a bit annoying you were (laughs) You, got, you seem you to be me or her. Yeah, more her, but you came as you came as a package deal. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so I thought that was that's what I wanted, and that's what I went set out to achieve without really thinking about it or thinking about the implications of that or what I really wanted or actually knowing myself, which I think is the most important thing about getting in a relationship is actually knowing yourself before you do so. so yeah, I made mistakes in that aspect. Um, but I've had the same situation where I've been in relationships where externally everyone thinks it's fantastic. When you come out of it, people are like, oh, well, I can't believe that's happened, but I've got no idea what's going on on the inside. So I think my my perspective coming out is that all you've always got to do what's best for yourself, essentially. Yeah, and I think that's the really important point is that um, a lot of people get into relationships and um, think that they're on the right path because they're either ticking boxes or you know society tells you that that's that's the thing that you're supposed to be doing without you having a real understanding of what makes you tick like for me until i thought at 26 i was like yep i know who i am i've got everything sorted out um you know nothing's really going to change for me going forward and then well like i said I, i turned 36 next month and i look back over the last five years and think that's really been when i've found out more about myself than i did the previous you know through my 20s i was stuck i guess yeah i'm gonna say i feel like i've only felt like the last two years i've really started to figure myself out to be honest like you say you think you've got it together in the 20s you think you know what you want and where you're going and what you're doing but 
the reality for me is you don't. Um, but then I'm sure that's different for every, everyone else. So obviously, Aaron, you've taken the complete opposite route mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Don't know if it's out of desperation or who's not getting a girlfriend, but I don't know. It's in fairness, well, I was yeah. to say, in fairness to Aaron, he's not the best looking. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. I said to him when I was like in the midst of my relationship, so I was, Aaron's nearly 12 years younger than me. And when you were probably, what, 13? So at that point when I was like 25, 26, I said to Aaron, don't get in a relationship. <laughs> like, enjoy yourself in your 20s. Um, don't settle down with somebody. You said unless... as well, if you do, get in many. Like you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that the same year Aaron, Aaron found out he was black, or was that? <laughs> Slightly afterwards. <laughs> Oh, that's Stop. my dad right there when you was born, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's cold, man. That's cold. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, I think it was, um, it was around the same time that Aaron found out that he was adopted. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, like it was. I took. I. I. I wasn't out of my relationship at that point. I was still in my relationship. I was incredibly unhappy, although I didn't. Didn't want to admit it. Um, uh, we lost our grandmother, who I was um, incredibly close to, and that kind of knocked me for six. And then I went on a period of like three years of being really depressed in my relationship, and nobody, but like, nobody knew it knew that I was depressed. Um, but the relationship definitely added it to it because it made me see I wasn't getting any of the things that I wanted to get out of it. And that's kind of when I told Aaron, I was like, look, you have to be happy in a relationship. There's no point getting into one unless you're getting the things that you want out of it. So unless someone comes along and absolutely knocks you off your feet, just be single, have fun, go and meet mm. people, experience, you know, experience relationships in a night or a week rather than, <laughs> rather than <laughs> over, over a number of years. Um, so that was, that was, a, I mean, obviously a big lesson for me for where I am now, but I think yeah. for you guys as well, it impacted you. How do you see it going then, Aaron? What's the what's the goal? Also, double. What's the goal, and how do you think you'll handle your first serious relationship? The goal in terms of what? How, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself, obvious? What do you how, want? What do you? Do yeah. you know what? Do you look what, at? Do you know? No, just in general. I know, not um, just not just business. I mean, from a relationship, not necessarily from a woman. And how do you think you'll handle a relationship having not been in one? Um. At the moment, I'm probably, well, I've never been that interested in a, having a, a relationship in my life up until this point, to be honest. And probably even more so now, obviously, the fact that I'm trying to set up my own business in the near future. Um, so my focus isn't really on a relationship at all. Um, but yeah, it's more like, like Michael said, it's like taking the lessons from you two. That's why I've never actually really wanted a relationship because I don't, because I enjoy my own company so much, I don't. I don't need to spend time with someone unless they're the right person and mm. they're going to bring value to me. Um, so we gave you the reverse blueprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what not, what not you, saw, you saw the horror stories and went, I'm going to stay clear of that. Well, we, we yeah. said before, like what you're, what you're doing. I, I, in terms of being single and waiting for the right person or whatever, it's the, it's the, it's, to me, it's the right way to go. Cause when you, when you meet the right person, which I've done now, Mark was done now, it it makes everything else seem not worth it essentially yeah but yeah i think you have to go on that journey though and i think aaron you, that's the thing you're going to experience at 24 years old you've never had a relationship and you're like the first time you do get into one or the first time you fall in love you're going to fall hard and because of that because that's your your first experience of a relationship you might think that's the one mm. and then what happens during your 20s i mean just, i mean throughout life you obviously grow and change but especially through your 20s, you're still figuring stuff out. Mm. So, you know, it, the, the changes and the growing apart and growing together is going to be happening more often. And the, yeah. things, you, and the things you think you want from a relationship won't necessarily be what you actually want from a relationship. Yeah, I thought at, at like 30, I would be married, kids, house, you know, nice house, nice cars. I didn't, I, I was married, I did have a house and, and, and nice car, didn't have kids, thankfully. Um, but it was, I, I was, the, my perception of what I thought it would be and the reality of what it was, it's completely different, mainly because mentally 
you see yourself as being this like mature person when in reality like as you get older of course you learn things of course you do become more mature but you're still like figuring stuff out mm. yeah no i agree yeah it's just um yeah i don't know i think because i'm such an independent person i like being by myself so much like unless someone's like bringing like an out, it sounds funny but like an outstanding package to the table I've got I've got no real interest. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I've got no real interest in committing my time to them. Yeah. When I'm happy by myself at the moment. Yeah, but even even that, right? So take the relationship I'm in now. We had the discussion when we got together. The purpose of our relationship is not to serve each other. We're happy in ourselves, and our yeah. relationship is a bonus to our lives. And that's yeah. what you will need, Aaron. You don't need someone that you you're having to serve each other and you're living for each other. You live for yourselves together. Yeah, but that, yeah exactly. That's what I'm all, yeah, but that's what I'm all about. That's why, yeah. that's why I have stayed myself, like with my, by myself because I am independent and I am worried about, I'm, I'm more about what journey I'm on as opposed to the other person. Yeah. Obviously if they can add to that, great. Um, but it's just not something that's necessary to me at the moment. No, no, that's fair enough. And do you feel like, do you feel any pressure Aaron either like from uh, I wouldn't say family because I don't think we we've made jokes and stuff about you never having a girlfriend or like what when you're going to turn up to like a family meal with a girlfriend but there's never really been any pressure but do you feel like pressure from society or your friends or you know I guess they are society but you know what I mean like do you feel that pressure no I don't personally feel the pressure I know a lot of people do I think that's why a lot of people get into relationships because society tells you like you like you said you you get married you have kids you get the nice house, nice cars, all that stuff. Um, but life doesn't have to be like that. Life can be any way you want it to be. Um, yeah. So my, myself, I feel, like I said, a lot of people do feel the pressure, but myself personally, I don't feel the pressure at all because I feel like I'm in a better position now than how, how many people I know that have been in failed relationships or they've been in relationships now that they hate, do you know what I mean? So There's um, no yeah, pressure. Man. There's no pressure. Well, look, you've, Michael, you've restarted at 30, what? and I've started a new relationship at 29 and it's probably it's the way it is the best thing that happened to me and it's the best, best things happened to you at Definitely. that age whereas if we were I remember thinking at 25 I moved out and I was thinking I was old yeah I thought I was doing this too late I needed to do this now because this is what I should be doing at this age and it was terrible terrible so isn't, although it might seem that there's pressures, and I know a lot of people do things, I thought it's like you, you don't realise what, what's going on inside their relationships. And I'm sure there are some people that are probably happy. And there are some people that, I don't want to use the word settle, but they're just they're happy with just that comfortability of having someone there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know none of us are like that. So yeah, I don't, even, I don't even feel pressure is not. Yeah, I don't feel like people, a lot of people aren't, even though they won't tell you, I don't feel like a lot of people are happy on their own. Like they can't be in their own company for too long. Yeah, um, that's why they tend to get into relationships. That's what I think. I think the the pressure I felt as well was probably well slightly different. It's kind of touching a point you made, Jordan, about <clears throat> um, you know coming from a broken home. I say broken home. Mum and dad just having a bad relationship, seeing that and wanting a good relationship, a stable relationship, um, and then once I was in a relationship and it was stable and I thought it was all of the things that I would want the pressure to maintain it mm. and as you both know like my marriage ended because I had an affair um it did, wasn't news <laughs> 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 to me anyway um, so I made my mistakes and, and like I said the pressure like I said I, I own I take responsibility for I own the mistake that I made um, and like I said, I think the, the thing, the pressure that I felt stopped me from just ending that relationship, like doing the right thing and saying, rather than keep going with this relationship where I'm not happy and I'm not getting the things that I want, like taking the coward's way out. Mm. And that's like, that's the pressure I felt because everyone, you know, like I said, the external perception of my relationship was completely different to the internal, to the internal goings on. Um, and I actually think it's a weird thing that people feel like they have to, as you said, Aaron, settle or like compromise because that's the thing that other people expect of them. I felt like, so I felt the pressure, like you said, from the way we grew up and the relationship our parents had, like say you searching for what you didn't have as a child. 
Yeah. And then every, in, in all those other relationships, I got to the point where I realised I couldn't just be myself. Like, so I was, I was having to do stuff to maintain it that wasn't necessarily me. Um, yeah. But I'm different to you, different in terms of what you're doing, because maybe because as Aaron delightfully let everyone know that dad wasn't there when I was born, <laughs> I, would never, I would never have an affair. I would, I'd never do it. But I, yeah. I've, got, I've got no issue just standing up and saying, I'm out. I've had enough. See you later. And it causes issue. It causes issues for all parties involved at times. But I always feel like I've got to do ultimately the best thing for me when it gets to a certain point. So, and I don't feel pressure at that point. It's almost like a major release because you're feeling. I feel like you're, you're going back to yourself. Whereas the situation we're in now, I'm. I am myself. I've got a supportive partner. It's fantastic, and that's really what you don't realise you need until you have it sort of thing yeah and that's like for me that was a, a late lesson so after coming out of my marriage sort of I'd never I remember my mum always used to say to me I don't like liars and I don't like thieves and lying was something that really like struck me to my core because I've been doing it for so long like it was having an impact on me I came out of that relationship and sort of really reassessed how I perceive relationships like I, I knew that I would never compromise again I knew I wanted to go out there have and not be accountable to anybody else because I hadn't had that right I'd been I'd been with someone from a young age and I'd always had like somebody to think of or to worry about like you which is is a good a good thing sometimes but also it's it's as Aaron as you know from not having a relationship although you don't have the opposite as comparison it's liberating to be like free of responsibility Mm. Yeah, it's, not it's have to check you, in yeah yeah it's a good point you make actually going back to what Jordan said about like when I do get in a relationship I think that would be a big thing for me um, because like you said I've never had the responsibility well the accountability of what my actions make of this person it's all just yeah. been about what my actions are I don't, I can, I'm free to do as I please um, but obviously it's a different situation when you're in a relationship I guess but when it, when it really matters to you it won't be an effort to do any of those things no definitely mm. not and that's that's the position that i find myself in now but like i, I because i hadn't gone through that because i hadn't gone through that period of like being in a relationship and then being free of a relationship properly i'd only ever really like been in a relationship in my adult life it was so liberating to be able to go this is who i am this is what i want mm. this is you know like down to picking furniture like living living by myself picking furniture and not having someone to like sense check that against which is what I've been used to and just being able to buy, that's the thing that I like. That's the thing that I'm going to buy. It's not a conversation. It's, it's literally that simple. Do you wish you could have had that at an earlier age though, but more through your twenties where you were single? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh, so you wouldn't change it how things are now. No, uh, yeah. No, I, would, I, I, I wouldn't change it full stop. I don't think, I think, you know, hindsight being 2020, I would have, you know, the, the relationship would have ended a lot sooner than it did. My, my marriage mm. would have ended a lot sooner. I wouldn't have got married to be completely honest. Um, but hindsight being 2020, I, I think I needed to go through the things that I went through and accept it. Shapes I, who I, you are. I hurt, yeah, exactly. I hurt people along the way and I'm obviously incredibly sorry for that, but for my personal development, I need to go through the journey that I went through. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think it's um we should probably like unpackage our mum and dad's relationship a little bit as well because that like we you know we keep mentioning it and and I I wouldn't even say people that don't um don't know us people that do know us wouldn't know the history of our of our parents' relationship. Cool. Don't let mum listen to this podcast. <laughs> She's only next uh, door in your room, is she? <laughs> no, it's downstairs. <laughs> it's good to be honest, though, right? So, do you, I mean, I'll happily cover it off if you if you two don't want to, but. Um, like you two probably got more me, experience of yeah, it. Yeah, so Aaron's only had his own relationship with mum. Um, yeah. In her pouch for 18 <laughs> years. Oh, well, listen, it's not easy being a favourite. It's not easy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, our experience is well, my experience as a middle child. I've not, I've, I've not actually known. I've known my parents to be together in terms of being in the same room, but not together emotionally at any point in my life, other than fleeting memories from holiday in Portugal when I was two years old, which I could have made up in my head to be honest. So, <laughs> oh, we had this, um, we had this conversation a few weeks back, and I was saying I can't. My earliest memory at probably two years old 
was mum and dad arguing. Mm. Um, and so just to set the scene, they got together when they're incredibly young, 17 and 19, I think yeah. it was around, around then. Um, and um, our dad's from Barbados, our mum's um, Welsh and English, um, but she's white. It was, um, her dad was a police officer, so he, his perception of black people wasn't a positive one. So she was basically given an ultimatum. Um, you either end the relationship or you move out. So she moved out, subsequently fell pregnant with me. Um, and obviously the whole world changed for everyone because uh, the savior was born. Um, <laughs> on the second try, six years of happiness and then one mistake. But yeah, they, they were forced, they're kind of forced together. Mum's incredibly stubborn um, and they were kind of forced together. Then they were kept together um, by having me. My mum was 21. Dad was 23, so they were incredibly young. Back to the point they were making before, I didn't even, I didn't think I'd figure stuff out until I was 26. In reality, it took me a lot longer than that to figure stuff out. So for them to be 21, 23, stuck in a relationship with a baby um, in the 80s is tough. And they should have just never been together. Like they should have just had a, had a fling or, or, you know, a short-term relationship and then moved on. But... In reality, they did have three flings. Thank God they did it, eh? They had, they had, <laughs> they had three th flings, which produced us, and they just lived together for yeah. however many years. Which was, like, a big part of shaping... Well, probably not you, Aaron, like you said, because you, really, you didn't really experience any negativity, but it definitely shaped our perception of what a relationship shouldn't be. But Aaron's only just on breastfeeding, so... <laughs> <laughs> um... But no, it did, like I say, it did, it did shape. I think it, it shaped both, like, in terms of how we approach relationships going forward and what we thought was ideal was shaped on the basis of the opposite of what we had as growing up as children. Yeah, my, like my, my idea of a perfect relationship was actually um, our mum's parents. They were mm. so in love, like, at, at every stage they were the complete anti-relationship of, of our parents you know sorry just to just to interrupt that i think that's what that's what shapes me more is actually nan and granddad because when i want when i do get in a relationship i want it to last like that and just yeah. I, it might be unrealistic but i want it to speak to one relationship me find the right woman and i stay in a relationship with her for the rest mm. of my life that's how I, I want it to be I mean we can come on to this a little bit later but i don't think it is unrealistic i think when you genuinely like have a connection with someone when you genuinely love someone when like jordan said you're not depending on each other but you're you complement each other i think mm. and that's what they did you know yeah. they were in their 60s and 70s still holding hands um you know still laughing at each other it's like checking each other when one of them when one of them was out of line um yeah. they just had fun and they had seven kids and they just loved each other so much and that was always like my they were my role models yeah so um so yeah do you think so back to so to your point aaron monogamy mm -hmm. you think in the modern society it's a thing that can exist yeah i think it can exist um but i think it goes back to people getting in relationships for wrong reasons because i think if people do settle and then they become unhappy in that relationship then like you said some people will cheat because they don't want to um they don't want to like break up with them or whatever um so that's why like, that's why i try to go the opposite way and just have fun for now and when i'm ready to commit to a relationship i won't be in that position where i, I need to cheat or even want to cheat i'm just in a happy relationship where i can stay with them and be faithful yeah what about you jord I um no I do I, like I said earlier I said when I was younger my main goal was to have kids fam family wife for many many years that's that's not changed I don't think that's ever changed all the only thing that's changed for me is what what I want within that and how I want to be within that and can I truly be myself and can that person allow me to be myself and love that which is what I've got now so yeah I I hundred percent do and it's still what I actively pursue it might sound soppy or whatever but um 
No, I do. I do. Uh, that, that is what I see. When I, when I close my eyes at night and I think about what I want in the future, I see myself as an old man with my wife. Yeah. And then you yeah. wake up and you are an old man. At the moment, I'm just an old man in body. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's still what I want. I still, I still believe in. So yeah. But then, why do you think so? So my, that's my. I'm I'm the same. But we've like I think we've discussed that you know we we come from the same stock and mm. we have the same vision of what a relationship should be. So why do you think it is that it's so difficult to find a monogamous relationship? As we discussed, I wasn't monogamous in a previous in my marriage. Um, I think it's the world we live in and the availability of stuff. Yeah. So with with the introduction of social media, like sex is so readily available like yeah it's, it's just a mentality you don't have to you don't even have to go out to a club or to a bar or anything you literally can just dm a girl on your phone and within three days she could be in in your bed like it's i think that's that's a lot that's a big reason to why but then do you think well, i remember and obviously don't don't take this as um as gospel but I remember having a conversation with a friend when I was in like my early mid twenties and he was saying that he had cheated on his partner like once. And then he, he like felt so guilty because he was just like, well, sex is just sex. So like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's, there's different flavors of sex, but at the end of the day, it's like sex is just sex. So why is that enough of a reason to, to make people cheat? That friend wasn't you, was it? <laughs> I know, I know this guy. <laughs> uh, um, I, love, I love taking a battery by you too. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, it's a, it's enough to make people do it because I, I can't comprehend it myself. Yeah. So it's not. It's not, I'm not really the person to answer because I don't. I don't have a clue why, why people do it because a lot of the time, well. This is not a dig at anyone. I'm not even a dig at you. All the time, people put you, you have to put yourself in that situation. Yeah, I don't. Nothing happens by accident. To me, nothing happens by accident. Yeah, completely. So you've made an active choice, which is why I never understand when people. And I know you said it because you were, you felt pressure. You wanted out of the thing. So I never understand why people do the opposite to what you did. They do have the affair and then they revert back to that relationship and, and try and make things work. What's yeah. in my head? Why did you make that decision in the first place? I think it comes out of fear. I think those people that stay in the relationship is like, they're so stuck in their way that the fear of like, because quite often like your finances are intertwined, yeah. you own one house. And then all of those things, like I said, the, those superficial things that you have, which you think are your happiness are the things that end up keeping you in that relationship. Yeah. I think that's, again, that's why I don't, I don't really comprehend it. Cause my mentality, as you know, I'll blow everything up if I want out of it. It don't matter. Yeah. Like, and I've been, I've been very intertwined, and I don't, yeah. and, I, and I've there's families that get upset or whatever. I don't, I do not care if it's not right. I'm out. Yeah. Like well, Duncan Valentine, I'm yeah. oot. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Um, but I think completely. Uh, on the other hand, we also we probably all know people that um, are in relationships, but they're scared to pull the trigger and get out of the relationship because of all the things Michael said because of the mortgages. Because of kids, etc. Do you know what I mean? When your friends when your friends say it to you, do you tell them? <laughs> tell them what? Get out. Oh, I yeah, always. 100%. I, yeah, I so, but it's always, always easy for me to say because I'm I'm the yeah, single one. Like, do you know what I mean? Leave her. Like, man. See, I, <laughs> I was telling you get out. Like in Dominican in 2018, I was telling you you gotta go. Time to go. I see. I was always. Um, cautious about pe telling people what to do for exactly the same reason the thing that we said at the beginning of this you don't know what's going on in someone else's relationship yeah so you're getting like a nugget of information and then making a decision on the back of that so i always steer clear of telling people like mate what are you doing like get the fuck out of that relationship because and, and like try to inform them into like making them the right decision but as i've got older i've definitely gone towards being more vocal about Telling people, I think you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong situation. You're in the wrong relationship. Yeah, I do it though. I only don't get me wrong. I don't just come announce it. I do it based on what they're telling me, not just if I see something. Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah, if it's, they're saying it's a nugget. Yeah, if they're saying, "Oh, it's a bit crap," I wouldn't be like, "Leave her, leave her now." But when they're saying like, "She's oh, I'm miserable. We argue all the time. It's the worst thing ever." I'm like, well, what are you doing then? Like, yeah. and then I only offer that advice once. If they can't, if they carry on, it's up to this. Obviously, they're adult. Make your own decision. It doesn't bother me either way. 
Mm. Just to add weight to Michael's point, though, like you probably like we all hear people that say stuff like, but then there's always the partner side that you don't hear when they're probably saying, "Yeah, but he's doing this, this, this," and they probably haven't told you the whole story. Yeah, sometimes they're just venting, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's um, it's it's not as easy as it seems to to leave a relationship. It's definitely like that's. For me, that was the biggest change in my thirties. Like after after coming out of my marriage, being single for like a year or however long it was, and um, then getting into another relationship, and like being with that person for a year, two years, and just realizing that I wasn't happy. Like the person was cool, um, you know, we got on, we had like similar interests, we had fun together, but it just didn't feel right for mm-hmm. me. And the like the difference between. The, the marriage that I had and that relationship was as simple as I was like, no, I'm not into it. And even when I was dating and I, you know, obviously ended the relationship, but even when I was dating, the thing that I would quite often do is like extend the period of time that I would give that person just to not like hurt their feelings or whatever. Because I wasn't, I wasn't as ruthless as you, George. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, it's not quite like that. It's just like, but, that, but that's what, the point, the point, the point that I'm making is that sometimes it's about, how people like feel towards other people like they don't want to hurt someone's feelings mm. or you know there, there is a number of reasons why people don't leave relationships and sometimes it's just the situation sometimes it's they don't want to hurt their feelings sometimes it's they don't know what else to do was that was that part of why <clears throat> was was the marriage to uh, to your wife was that part of why it was harder to get out of that relationship than your next one yeah, the marriage was definitely like it was the and the house and obviously everything else. Yeah, well, I, I look at so my life, my life from when I was married to now is completely different, right? And I like grew up in Reading, didn't move that far away from Reading. Like, knew my, all of my friends were in the same area. Her family were in the area. It was just the weight of expectation. I felt that I just couldn't like didn't feel like I could leave it. Do you know, like, I know it sounds like a ridiculous thing. And now sitting here like five years later, six years later, whatever it is, I'm like, why, what a stupid thing to do, wasting your life um, in a relationship you shouldn't be in. But I just didn't feel like I could let people down. I didn't feel like I could, could get out of it. I was like, it's the hindsight though, isn't it? Because when yeah. did you get married? When I was 27, I think. 27. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, at the time, you, oh, probably, you, you might have been thinking, I, I should, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or whatever, but you're thinking, oh, shit, I'm at the age I should be getting married, blah, blah, blah. When you look back yeah. to being 27 now, it's like fucking million miles around, isn't it? Like, yeah. And I've said, I said, said to people in the past few years, like, I knew on my wedding day I'd made a mistake. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you, because I, I don't think we've actually asked you this question. What, yeah, what made you go through with the wedding, even though, obviously, you probably weren't actually happy at the time? The present. Just... Just, no, just, I mean, why does anybody make bad decisions? Why, you know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm even not, I'm not saying this to be funny, but I'm being serious. Like, why were you fat as a kid? Like, yeah. no, like, I mean, no, but I'm being, I'm being serious, right? So, you why, know, you know, what? you know, allergies, isn't it? We know mum's a feeder. <laughs> you know, you're eating the wrong things, right? But you still do yeah. that. It's like there's, there's human behavior. So, on my wedding day, we just got married. We were just about to go, like we'd gone outside, had drinks, like everyone congratulated us. Everyone went inside um, to sit down for dinner and we had like five minutes by ourselves. And I was like, surely this is the moment where you like reflect on, isn't this amazing? Like we've, you know, we've known each other for however long, we've come together. We're now like starting our path as like a family together and whatnot. And she was more concerned about how her, how her hair looked and what her makeup mm. looked like rather than like enjoying that moment. And I was like, and you, it was like that, that light bulb just came on. I was like, what the fuck have I done? You're thinking, Unless, oh shit. What I would say in that situation, I'm not obviously not going to marry a homes or whatever. You, you have, when you're in that situation and you feel external pressures, you have the ability to convince yourself of anything. Yeah. So half of you know, you know it's not what you want, but you at the same time, like, I convince myself things will get better or we just need to do this and then it'd be great. Like, so like you might have thought, oh, if once we get married, it'd be slightly different. Like, do you know what I mean? And then you do yeah. it and then you're like, it's, it's no different. It's just probably worse than anything. Yeah. You're, you're like we're our own worst enemies in that regard. We just trick ourselves into thinking it's the right thing. Yeah. 
which is so yeah. easy to do. Like, well, like you're saying about like Aaron being fat, taking the piss. You can do it. You do that with food, don't you? You're like, yeah. oh, I just, I just have this one donut because I did work out earlier, and then two hours later, you're yeah. like twelve donuts deep, ordering a Domino's. You know what I mean? A few of them people. And the yeah. mess, like the mess, up thing about relationships is, you as an individual, like you can only control so much as one person. Like just in the world, if you're single, Aaron, you're single, right? You think about all of the things that have happened in your 24 years that you haven't had control over. Like the friends that you might have like had arguments with, the people you, you constantly have Twitter spats with, um, <laughs> whatever else. But um, in a relationship, you've got two people who are individuals and you have to coexist with one another. And like that's, mm-hmm. in most situations, that's incredibly, diff- incredibly difficult. I like, as Jordan, I know like this isn't, just for us to sing praises about our current relationships. But I have, I've never, I said to you guys about three months after I met Bess, I was like, this is, if this isn't the one, then I don't know what mm. is. Because we are, so, as people, we're so similar. We, we've been living together for a year now. And we, I think we've had one argument, like one argument in that entire time because we're so, everything's so chill. Like it's just, we just get on and we get each other. But that's not that's not the reality for ninety nine percent of relationships. Yeah. How do you think when you were in a bad relationship? How do you think that changed changed you? I just became detached. I think for me personally, I think about what I used to do. So I used to obviously I was living. I wasn't living in London. I was living um, in Yateley. Um, I'd be filling my weekend up with golf, yeah. football, going out. And, and like when I was at home, I'd be sat playing on the PlayStation or whatever or watching, like just distracting myself. That's what you do. I'm yeah. not fill, engaging. You, you fill all your time, don't you? That's exactly what I used yeah. to do. Like any, anyone's got a plan, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm available. I could be about for that. Yeah. I also found that I was impacted me negatively in terms of not how you look after yourself, just the things you do when you're happy, you don't do. So like I, do, I wouldn't take as much effort in the gym and it wasn't out of comfort of being in a relationship. It was just about almost withdrawing in within yourself because you feel drained by the situation you're in and you can't really figure out why yeah. whereas now when you're in something good and you're championed and you're supported you carry you, you live your life as you always would positively like I, I wouldn't be doing this this podcast if I wasn't in the situation I'm in like I'm just it's just you feel supported and do you know what I mean when you speak to people about stuff you've got ideas you have and stuff like that you feel support and you agree and it's great which is leads to positive things like this. Hmm. I think the, the interesting thing I, that most people say, most people, people will, will go through is they will be in a relationship and they think they're happy because hmm. they don't know any better. Like I've, I've definitely been in like relationships or at times during my marriage where I was like, I'm happy. Like what more could I possibly ask for? When in reality, you're compromising a lot. And that's the, that's the, I think that's the worst type of relationship to be in. So the one where you know it's shit, but you don't leave it. That's, I mean, that's your fault, right? Like if you know it's bad and you don't, and you don't leave as much as it's difficult to leave that that's, that's on you. But those relationships where you think this is the best thing I could ever, I could ever, you know, ever do. And this is, I'm thankful for this person. When in reality, if you actually peel back the layers, you're compromising like hell. Yeah, it's you like know. a slow build, and it? The pressure yeah. builds in your head of like, and then when you find, if you argue, you'll start picking at the things that you resent, that you've built up resentment for over time. Yeah. Well, it's like divorce rates. I mean, last time I checked, was was nearly two thirds mm. of people in the UK, which is, it kind of makes a, a mockery of marriage, doesn't it? And you yeah. think, you think the number of old couples that you see sat at restaurant tables, I mean, not at the moment, but you used to, not saying saying a word to each other that's my absolute fear for a relationship yeah oh yeah so and you just yeah tough tough going what do you think about so to, to move things on a little bit what do you think about mixed relationships? Because so my ex-wife was mixed race. Her mum was Jamaican and her dad was uh, white. Um, Jordan, you've predominantly always, uh, you always dated white girls. Yeah. Aaron, 
you have <laughs> only dated He's your see right through hand. girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so what's your what like? What's your perception on mixed relationships and yeah, your preference? I guess. I think from that, well, from my point of view, I think they're a positive thing. I think you have a you learn more about each other and each other's families and backgrounds, etc. I think where we grew up in Reading, it's a very mixed town anyway. Mm. Um, a massive Caribbean presence, but a lot a massive male Caribbean presence, really. Um, so there are quite a lot of mixed relationships. So I think they're only a positive thing, um, but sometimes come with negative connotations or um, not not that have been applicable to me or, or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a positive thing. I'm in one now. Um, my girlfriend's not from Reading. She's from down south in Worthing. Well, it doesn't make it a mixed relationship because she's from another part of the UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, where did you go with this? It's this. It's different. It's different. She's, she's not from Reading. It's mixed. West Reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Romeo and Juliet. Fucking yeah. up. All right, so, Aaron, tell us about your girlfriend, Imagination Land. <laughs> no, what about what? What's your what's your preference, Aaron? What's your yeah, what do you think your right, mixed relationships and where, and what do you think your relationship will end up looking like? Does it bother you what colour they are, where they come from? No, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um I think everyone, even though they say they don't, I think they always have their um like their type of people they're attracted to. Um but I'm more than open to um to any skin colour. And obviously if they live outside Reading, the better <laughs> <laughs> They live outside Reading, they're better because obviously that makes a mix, doesn't it, Jordan? No, that's not what I said, was it? That's not what I said. I said I'm in a, in a mixed relationship now, and then I was just giving some background. That was thrilling, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you what do you think of mixed relationships, Aaron? Do you think they're a good thing? Do you think they're a bad thing? Yeah, yeah I think they're. Problems? Um. I think they have done in the past, um, like the situation obviously with um, mum and dad and granddad, etc. Um, but as time moves on, I think it's getting progressively better. But you obviously still get the odd parent, obviously, of uh, say if you're dating a white girl, for example, um, who will have an issue with their daughter going out with someone of colour. You, you, um, you ever met a parent that's had an issue with No, I don't. I don't know. Still think about it though. At, at six foot five, I don't think anyone would ever tell me if they had a problem with it. Yeah, but I think that's more not that. That's, that's I've always had, I always thought like they wouldn't say that, but then they're more likely to have a problem just because of the sheer size of us. Yeah, um, but I've not, think, I've not. I've not. I've not Do you know what I had? Do you know what I had? This is uh, a fucked up story. So my ex-wife's mum said to me after she found out that I would I had an affair. I told her not to date a black guy. Bearing in mind she's mixed race and that her mum is black. She's That's a what she said to me. She's a Jamaican <laughs> man. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, other than that, that ridiculous comment, I've never had um, any... That's, some, that's actually mental when you think about it, isn't it? It's nuts, isn't it? It's like when they said, you hate your mother. You should say to her, you hate your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it, it does offer challenges sometimes because I mean let's use Bess as an example um, I've never experienced any racism in her company um, her family are definitely not you know, racist um, but she where she grew up in New Zealand is 99.9% white mm -hmm. um, and it definitely made you know, like some things that you're not worried about, but you're conscious of. Yeah, I'm always on it. Yeah. But you don't, so, have, you don't have any data to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just never care. <laughs> no, no, I don't I... care. You just, you're just conscious of it. Like the same way when I walk into a pub, I'm conscious of that people are going to tell me. Oh, yeah, you me. know loads of people are looking at you. It's yeah, just yeah. the awareness. Yeah. Black dar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not black dark, it's black dark. <laughs> <laughs> so now you two are being racist. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I think that's, that maybe that's, that's where some of the problems come from in relationships is, is that 
there's a, sometimes a lack of awareness around what you, I say you, it does it works both ways. It can be white people coming into a black family or black people coming into a white family or, you know, Asian, Indian, whatever, whatever race, but understanding that cultural difference or feeling comfortable in, do you know what I mean? Just around other people that don't necessarily look like them or speak like them. Yeah, it's, it's, I suppose it affects your whole, if, you, if it becomes serious, it affects the whole family. I remember, I don't know if you was in the conversation, well, you were actually we were speaking to mum the other day about why we've got, one of the reasons why we've got her surname. Yeah. Was so that when she picked us up from school, people knew that she was our mum. Which yeah. is, obviously having a mixed relationship creates scenarios like that that you would never think you'd have, a white couple or a black couple would never have to think about. But yeah. that says more about the society's view of, or not view, assumptions made that a black child must have a black parent um, rather than the relationships themselves. And that's one of the things like I've, um, Bess and I have spoken about is like, you know, um, are you prepared for the fact that our child might not be white? Like as much as she's white and I'm half white, so probability is that they're going to be as light as Aaron. Um, <laughs> But, but... <laughs> 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 no, I think you're right. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of white girls, though, think when they go out of the mixed race point that they're going to have a mixed race baby. Yeah. But it obviously don't work out like that a lot of the time. No, exactly. So, but like psychologically, anyway, like just if, even the thought of having a baby that's a different color to you is, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that's something that people either don't necessarily think about or don't quite get their head around and then the ramifications come off the back of that so as i was saying before about like nan and granddad and their perception of black people and then when i came along how defensive nan was of me when somebody looked in the um the push chair and was like oh i'm sorry that you've got a a, you know, a brown grandchild and she like my na and nan went off for this woman but that's like it's stuff that you wouldn't even think about if like in a same in the same same uh, color relationship. Yeah, so it, it I say though, it's, you sh we shouldn't you shouldn't have to consider it. Like it just shows you a state of society that it has to even be considered that people feel the need to question. I think like from from our perspective, I think it's been a real positive. Obviously, it's the only experience that we've had, but having those two cultures and being able to appreciate them both mm. I, like i said on the last podcast like, i'm really proud of the fact that you know proud of, proud of my bayesian heritage and proud of my english heritage and proud of the welsh in us i'm, I'm proud of all of the bits that, that make up who we are um but yeah so i just think it's interesting to see how mixed mixed relationships develop over time yeah because you can go from i suppose like take you and Bess, obviously like it's you one black one mixed race guy and a white girl, and then you go on to have a family, then your family pictures when you're older with, all, with kids will be predominantly mm. tanned, depend on... Yeah, but, then, but then think about it. I was thinking about this the other day, because this is a really weird thought. So if, if when we have kids, um, like I said, they might, be, they might be light. If they then have kids with somebody who's white, or they have some kids with yeah. somebody who's mixed race, effectively, you're, you're losing all of that black heritage, you know, if you see in New Zealand, a lot of the Maori people um, through the generations have gone from being like dark complexion to now white, it's similar mm -hmm. with like Aborigines, that you wouldn't know that they're Aboriginal because they're blonde hair, blue eyes, but their, their heritage is, is Aboriginal. It'll be interesting to see like how that develops over time, whether it is a generation of brown people or whether it just yeah. deplete, depletes um, some of the color. How do you so to go back to the relationship things? Gone a little bit off topic. Um, I've always, I've always, the way I've always seen things is that you go through faith. So, irrespective of when you start a relationship, there are different phases of that relationship, right? So you have, I'm not going to say the honeymoon phase, but you have the phase where it's just the two of you, the learning phase, and, and you're dating. Yeah. Then you have a phase where you're living together, and then there's an, ad like an adaption and an adoption marriage like it's kind of whatever like it you know we I probably won't count that but then you have like kids and it, i mean even the fact that i'm going through it in this sequence is like sort of indicative of the fact that there's this like social yeah um, 
narrative that you have to play out. You have kids, that's a separate stage of your relationship. And then at some point, the kids move out and then you're back to being just the two of you. How do you, how do you guys see those phases of a relationship going? Like how, how do you picture them in your head? Like, do you think there's going to be a huge change between one and the other? Like, are you ready for that? Like, you know, all of that stuff. Have you ever thought about it? I'm on the, no, I've not. You're not, yeah. I'm on the cusp, the cusp of it. The precipice of the marriage and the children. Yeah, but do you think it's going to fundamentally change your relationship or do you just assume no. that it's going to be the same? I, I don't assume we're like a, we're a unit, we're a team. So the way I said I view my relationship going part, like, sorry to, to go slightly off topic of what you said, but the way you said that how society sees things working and things people say around, you have a period where you're dating and you're in a relationship and you move in together. Up to this point, it's not really fit that form because it's moved fairly quickly. But at the same time, it's shown me that a lot of things people say are, are bullshit. So I used to like believe the whole the first year of living together is the toughest. It'll be really hard, and then yeah, we'll get on. That's bullshit. Like it if, if it's tough, it's probably because it's, right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's the wrong relationship. Yeah, right. Whereas I've I've lived with my girlfriend for six months. It's been a, a fucking dream. And from from that experience and the relationship, and that there's been no de- there's been no deviance in our relationship since day one to now. You're there's been deep. we've grown together, <laughs> we've grown together, <laughs> uh, but there's been no no negative that's come out of that. Um, and I, I I anticipate that continuing. So when it comes to marriage, mar- marriage I see as a thing is something you do. I don't think it over overwhelmingly change your relationship. Obviously, children will, and how you tackle that challenge together. But how we are now and how I see us being is, like I say, we're a team. So I, I, I'd expect that we to attack that challenge, say, attack that challenge, so approach that challenge <laughs> together. All right, Martin Scale. <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> Roll, Joel. <laughs> um, together. And do, do it together. There'll be challenging times that you face, you deal with together and you come out of it the other side together. But we talk about it. We talk about stuff like that all the time. But that's saying, and think I'm not saying naivety on your part. I think it's naivety on everybody's part, including mine, around, um, or at least I guess I've, I've probably thought about it more. Is there are psychological factors which you don't have control of, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, you know, having a kid, the fact that you're sleep deprived, the fact that your routine changes, the fact that your life is no longer back to what I was saying about when you're an individual, Aaron, like you have no responsibility, you have a partner you have responsibility, you have a child, you have two lots of responsibility. One of them is entirely dependent on you to survive. Um, so that dynamic, like you said, I'm, I, I firmly believe you can, you can continue being the team that you were before you, um, you have kids. But I just think it's something to think about in terms of how it could impact you, just so you're prepared for it. Yeah, and there is always the hope, like, like, like you hear someone else's kid cry and you're like, fuck. Like imagine getting up for that every night and there's the hope that oh when it's our when it's our kid it's like an maternal paternal instinct you'll just do it yeah and i'm sure there is some basis to that and that, that will happen to a degree but also there's eight not the other 90 percent of it is you'll just have to do what you have to do um but i don't know you haven't seen your dog in two years <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer that is not that is not my dog um but even or take, right, take, 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 <laughs> take the dog, take the dog on the occasion where it stays around. Yeah, like, you know, you don't know I like my seabirds, do you? On the occasion where the dog stays around here, or when I've been at, at mum's and looked after the dog, you you act differently. You can't just leave it. You you will do those things. I know it's easy to say that on a temporary basis, you do that, but when it's your child, obviously, you there's even more responsibility you, choice and you exactly <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna do it it's just how attentive to it you are and how much you you well, not, i don't want to say care how much <laughs> how much you do essentially so it, there will be challenges and there'll be emotional challenges and financial strains i'm sure like well hopefully not but you know what i mean there's a possibility of all those things coming into play and that you have to yeah. tackle but i think that's why it's so important to build the base of your relationship prior to all those things happening and also face some challenges prior to those things happening so you know that you can overcome things rather than just ignoring things that go wrong thinking everything's fantastic and then when you hit the first challenge everything fucking falls to pieces I've got a question for you two so number one do you want to get married and number two 
do you want to get married? If you do want to get married, do you want to get married because you want to get married or because society says you should get married? That's a good question. I'm going to let you go first, Aaron, because and Jordan, sorry, because I've um, married. I I want to get married. I would get married with just a registrar and wife and with no fair and not let anyone know. Um, I would like to get married for the public relationship, not for anyone else. I, would, I couldn't care less who's there or anything like that. I, the only people I want there is immediate family, to be honest. Um, yeah. So I, I want to get married for that, the reason of getting of getting married and to becoming one, essentially. Rather than so, there's no societal pressure on me on my shoulders, and there's no pressure from my partner on that said either. But tell me if I'm wrong. But that's your your mindset on wanting to get married has only changed since you've got into the relationship. This relationship. No, we're not. Well, no, when I was young. In your previous relationship, you yeah, were. Yeah, no, 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 no. No yeah. chance. No, but that's what I say. It goes back to when I was younger, coming from the environment we were in and how our parents were. I wanted the opposite of that. So I wanted to be married. And then as I went through my 20s and had poor relationships, I no, I didn't. And now the situation I'm in now, because of the situation I'm in and the person I'm with now, I do what I, that's 100% my one. So I think it's, I mean, just entirely based on what you've said. The foundation was set before this relationship. The foundation was set by the negative relationship you saw as a kid. And effectively, it's been affirmed by this positive relationship that you're in there. I wouldn't say it's set. I think the ideology of being married was something that I agreed with as a basis of childhood. This isn't, this isn't, you're not in court. It's all right. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, because I, I would never, I would have never. I like, like the concept, but I, I, <laughs> I would have never done it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. So I would have never, I would have never, like going back to your situation, if I was sat on the day thinking, I don't want to do this, I probably just wouldn't have done it. I don't know, as terrible as that sounds, I've probably just done something drastic like that. And I know it's easy to say that not being in the situation. Maybe not on the day, I would have maybe done it a few weeks before. And but... a run, fat boy, run. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, never, I would never do it. That's, and I know I've bought houses or whatever, but to me, that's a, I don't know, it's, diff- it's different in my head. It's and different I'm... getting a mortgage and not being wanted to no, be cause that's a, <laughs> you, say that, you say that, but to some people, like the house is the big thing. To me, that's just a, it's just a material thing. It doesn't doesn't really mean anything. Whereas that, to me, means something. So I would only want to do that in the right situation. I mean, that's the situation I'm in now. Yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely get married again. I mean, the best and I've discussed it. Um, I would, uh, as I said to her, I'd want it to be at the right time, not just because. Um, and I'd, it wouldn't be. For me personally, I guess what the point that I was making, Jordan, obviously it's the found for me the foundation is obviously the the relationships that you saw were wrong and wanting to do it then for the right reason, not for yeah. societal reasons. Yeah. Um, but just as like a, a sign of love and like committing to that person um, you know, publicly, I guess. Um although Everything that comes at the wedding, as in you guys are at my wedding, it's fucking, but those things are a shit show because you've got a bunch of people there who, most of which, you know, you're surrounded by your friends, you're surrounded by your family, but ultimately you could just do it with your, with probably 20 people. That's what, that's um, what I said. 10 what, people. That's what I said, I don't do it with that because that, that is, like, I'll never forget, like, when you, you said about after your wedding, after you did your vows and there was, you went, we went out into the garden and then you, yeah. you fucked off for an hour and a half to do photos. That is my worst nightmare. Yeah. But I, I get no enjoyment from that. I'd rather take three photos on my phone and then yeah. go and go have dinner and, enjoy, and talk to my wife rather than why am I taking, who am I taking these pictures for? Yeah, exactly. Like, so like you say, all the pageantry and all the excess, I don't, I couldn't give less of a shit about that. I just want the people there I care about. What's your attitude towards marriage, Aaron? Do you think you want to do it? Do you want to like, I haven't really thought too deeply into it. Um, it possibly, possibly, but I haven't thought too deeply into it, to be honest. Um, like I said, I'm more focused just on myself and achieving what I want to get out of life at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really focused on anything externally like that. Go yes on, hit no. me the punchline. Yes or no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, there was no maybe. I said, do you want to get married? Yes or no. I would get married. Yeah, I would get married. Not That's great. Side. That's not what he asked you. 
Can you imagine Aaron getting married? In terms of do I want to get married, oh, really? I'm not fussed. I'm not fussed. Yeah, that's because you're not with anyone. I think that's... Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. I think it's a modern, a modern um, concept because, as we said, like the whole marriage thing is a bit of a farce. So you can, there's, there's a, you know, like you said, some people see a house as being more of a commitment. Having a kid is definitely more of a commitment than marriage. So like anything you can't get out of, I mean, the, hmm. the concept of marriage is kind of fucked up anyway. Like putting a ring on somebody to show that they or the position of someone else is effectively what marriage was, um, and it's it, we've romanticised it over time, but. I mean, there are plenty of people who are in, in loving relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but plenty of people, you know, are in loving relationships and never get married or, or whatever. And there are plenty of people that get married and they're in unhappy relationships. So there's no right answer. No. Yeah, I agree. Do you think, sorry, last thing we discussed, because I was thinking about earlier, we were talking about people settling. Do you think, well, it, it obviously must be, but what's your thoughts on there, There's obviously people that, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with this, who, I don't want to use the word settle, they're just happy with exactly what they have and have no driver to change that situation. Do you think they're genuinely happy with that? Or they're just... I think sometimes people just, it's, it's kind of what I was saying before, they don't know better. Yeah. So like, I looked at the situation I was in and was like, this is a pretty good deal. I, I, I'm sure, I, I can't get... I didn't think that I could get anything better outside of what I, than what I had. I thought I could get different, but I didn't mm. think I could get like what I'd perceive to be better. The reality is I wasn't being myself. So what my perception of what I was getting was flawed. I say it comes with personal development though, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, I would have never traveled to the countries I've traveled to, lived in the places I've lived in, have the life that I have now, if I just stayed in that, that comfort bubble. Yeah, I think imagine. Yeah, your life's night, night, it's night and day, isn't it, compared to yes, how you, in your relationship you were and how what you were doing and the things you were doing and how you were doing it compared to now. It's night and day, isn't it, really? I, I thought I travelled a lot when, I, when like, I was in that relationship and I probably only went to about five or six countries. Mm. Last year, I went away every single month. Like, it's literally... And that's because I love travelling. I love going to new places. But I, I wasn't with a person that supported that. Like, they liked the same type of thing they want to sit on, sit on a beach or oh, I was gonna say, that's what I was exactly what I was about to say how key is a holiday in determining whether someone is actually right for you or not and I know people say people say oh you'll know if you get on with each other on holiday but it's not it's not whether you get on it's the things you do and your attitude to certain things on holiday because I've been on them same holiday sunbathing you bored out your brain yeah and you're just not gelling and then I've been on a holiday well, my last holiday to Rome, so my last holiday, my last holiday to Rome, and you realise that your way of thinking with your partner is exactly the same, and your approach to I, holiday is exactly the same, and so much. I realise, yeah, oh, I realise yeah. your your. <laughs> <laughs> I realise your your way of thinking it changes well when I saw three thousand Instagram stories of your daughter, right? <laughs> I was there, wasn't I? I think I, think I was there. I can oh, remember yeah. every single second of it. Rome picks man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good trip, what can I say? <laughs> but no, I think there are, but I, I guess, do uh, you think there are any other markers uh, that are like obvious markers for a good or bad relationship? Um... I say, I say holidays one. Living together is a key one. Because living with together is when you realise that how not how adaptable people are or how well you gel. Because I I used to think that you have this person's way of living and your way of living and then somehow you're they're fit together, but it doesn't if it's not gonna work, it doesn't really work. They still live the way they live and you live the way you live and it's jammed together and you, you piss each other off and that. Whereas when it works it's like a you create a new way of living that is your two way of living, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that living together is indicate good indicator. Night out, both being drunk, that's a fantastic indicator. It's for you, early, especially well, given I've seen your relationships, <laughs> but they've not been good relationships. Yeah, early doors, drinking, being drunk, that's a good indicator. Um, and the, the ability to be quiet and say nothing, and understanding each other's need to relax in the same environment, or understanding what 
chilling out actually means. So it's that's, that's important to me. Do you know what I mean? Because some people don't yeah. get the concept of chilling out. Who are you referring to? It's a worldwide thing. But you know what I mean? When you say, oh, I'm just going to chill tonight, someone goes, yeah, yeah, we're chill. It's like, mm, that's not what I said. I said, oh, I'm going to chill. Like, having that Basically, understanding. Understanding that you're lazy and selfish. Everyone needs their space. Yeah. Aaron's exactly the same. He just ain't got a girlfriend to argue about. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I think the big thing for me, like the big indicator for me, and this is definitely something I've realised in this relationship, is not arguing. And when I say yeah. not arguing, I don't mean like the perfect picture of oh, we never argue. It's not that. It's when, like, when, for example, today I was on a call and Bess was in the kitchen. She was fucking like she's putting she's putting dishes away, but she was banging the cupboards. And I, I, put, I thought I put my, my microphone on mute on this meeting that I was in to go and like say, can you just like keep it down or whatever? And I didn't. I, uh, I must have not pressed the button. And I went into the kitchen. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're, you're, but like in a joke, you, but this is my point, right? We never, we never argue because it's always, I respect her, she respects me. And we always joke with each other. Like we might, we might say things where she'll be like, oh, shut up or whatever. And yeah. it's like, it's always in a jokey way. It's never serious and when i got back onto the call they were like oh yeah we moved, muted your microphone because uh, you you didn't mute it and, and i was like oh yeah i was just telling best to shut up and um i said but it was only like only in a jokey way and they're like yeah yeah, yeah whatever i tell my partner to shut up like when he's banging around <laughs> blah, blah, blah. but i was like i was being serious i was like we don't have yeah we, we we might piss each other off and we might do things that annoy each other but we just talk to each other about yeah, it. yeah i think that's important and i think and there's you... no animosity I, I think there's a difference between having an argument and having a discussion. Yeah. If you have a discussion about things, even if it's not fraught, emotional, whatever, it's about things that actually matter rather yeah. than arguing about what's on TV or what you have for dinner. Like, having discussions that actually matter, that's, that's when you notice a difference. Mm. And like you say, not always having those discussions, it's just on the old occasion. Yeah. You always look forward to, Aaron, hopefully. I can't wait. I, yeah, I honestly can't wait to see the person that you bring home. Been waiting long enough. Mate, there's no rush. I'm not on society's time. I'm on my time, mate. That's yeah. right, Aaron. Flash forward 25 years. Listen, mate, there's no rush. <laughs> right, and if that, were, if that was the case, then it'd still be the right time, mate. Flash forward 25 minutes. Now. He's fallen in love with someone on Tinder. Yeah. Taking him to uh, Gaucho's or wherever it was. Yeah. It's a valuable lesson, that one. Yeah, yeah it wasn't valuable actually. It was costly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, yeah, much actually, it, how much did it cost you? Well, probably about 150, 200 quid. <laughs> you live and you learn, Aaron. Yeah. It was fun though. Nah. <laughs> no, it um, it's funny though. <laughs> so, should we bring it to a close? Yeah, I think that's good. Episode two in the bag. Episode Can I say three, it's live? Even... <laughs> and it's live! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>